Hey, partner, we're here at the OK Corral. A star, a sheriff's star, to steer her by. <laughs> Yeehaw! Is on episode 32. We are covering Spectre of the Gun and Day of the Dove. I'm Sheriff Ames. With me today are... Deputy Caitlin. It's high noon. <laughs> and local lovable drunk, Chris. Ah! Partner, boy, uh, so there let's talk. A snake in my boots. Just one boot. No, that's two snake and one two boots. Damn. All of my boots have all of the snakes. Oh, that's a lot of snakes. Uh, in Spectre of the Gun, we're flying around. We're gonna go meet up with the Melkotians, who are a telepathic, xenophobic civilization, and they have a warning buoy out before their planet that says, "We're fucking reclusive." like critters go the fuck away leave us alone kirk ignores this because kirk Kirk. because because diplomacy beats everything and we've got to meet these critters varmints (laughs) (laughs) so they fly out anyway despite the warning buoy which was a pretty cool looking little buoy thing Mm -hmm. they beam down and they end up in this foggy looking planet and the melkotian who's basically what would happen if uh, uh, the Grinch met Oscar the Grouch? <laughs> <laughs> you made a Grinch joke too. I did. And had disgusting, weird puppet babies. Comes out and says, "You guys are fucking effed now. We told you to stay away. We can find something in your minds that will kill you." Before we, before anyone can say boo, and they would, uh, we end up at the OK Corral. Circa October 26th, 1881. And everyone realizes this is a familiar sounding date for some reason. Bum, bum, bum. I wonder why. Which I have to call bullshit on because exactly. I live in 2017 and I didn't know what the fuck that date was. You're telling no. me the 23rd, 23rd century? And Please. Vulcans know it. Vulcans they know, know all exactly the what details it is. Of it, like all the names of the people involved. Yeah, My, like all of them. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this guy and this guy and that guy. You do not. I mean, Ringo wasn't there. My first thought was it's four years too early for Doc Brown to show up. So. <laughs> mm. Nice. But he was in Hill Valley, California. Not True. Tombstone, True. Arizona. Yeah. Yes. I wish that we were at Deadwood and Al Swearingen kind of showed up and yeah. called oh, them all a bunch of cocksuckers. So we're at the OK Corral and we start to realize when we... Federation cocksucker. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Every time I take a drink. <laughs> So we, we run in with, with Sheriff Bean, who refers to everybody as uh, Ike and Billy and Tom and Frank, and they put two to and the other and the and the second Billy, and they put two to two and two together and realize, oh shit, we're the Clantons and the McClowries. It's the fucking day of the gunfight at the OK Corral, and the Earps and Doc Holiday are out to get us, which isn't quite how it happened in real life, but we'll get to that. <laughs> We're in Tombstone, and it's OK Corral Day. <laughs> it's, a fixed, it's a fixed point in time. Tombstone Every, pizzas are nothing I can Every day in Tombstone is OK Corral Day. They have daily reenactments of uh, of the gunfight, apparently. Is that true? Yep. Oh, God. It, really? Field can you imagine, trip. Can you imagine I mean, having nothing else going on? I was saying, what else does fucking Tombstone, Arizona have aside from delightful pizza, as Jake said? <laughs> Chasing down people that they think are illegal immigrants and demanding papers? That sounds like an Arizona thing to do. Whoa. Good point. Whoa. Arizona is... Whoa. 
I mean, yeah, listen, listen, listen. They were doing listen, that shit before the current president. At the time of the Earps, it was the other way around. And the cowboys, including the Clantons, were stealing cattle from Mexico and Not selling them. Rustlings. And that's why they were fucking assholes that, that the Earps wanted dead. So there we go. So Mexico should have put up a wall and made us pay for it. Apparently. They, they had the, the time. Did they? No. Uh, so Tropical humor. So Kirk and everyone realize... We gotta get the fuck out of here or find another way to not get killed because at 5 o'clock, the Earps are gonna F us up. They try various things. Chekhov's ploy is to make out with ladies. <laughs> Doesn't work well because apparently this was supposed to be the lady that Morgan Earp was interested in. Morgan Earp eventually gets pissed off enough at Chekhov that he just kills him. Whoops. Womp womp. In the street like a dog. He deserved mm. it. Fucking Chekhov. This oh, is a fuck Chekhov. This is a Chekhov getting his rocks off week. It's weird. Chekhov's <laughs> rocks off. Rachmaninoff. I don't know. Something Russian. And Spock realizes, wait a minute. If Chekhov was supposed to be the equivalent of Billy Claiborne, Billy Claiborne ran from the fight. Didn't get killed. Coward. Sounds like Chekhov. Totally. Granted, so did Ike Clinton. But Coward. We'll get that. But you know, they don't. They don't pick that out. Which one was Ike? <laughs> He went to California. California. I'm never going to get through the synopsis. Movie stars. <laughs> All right, so they realize, wait a minute, if he died, he wasn't supposed to die, then this doesn't have to be a perfect history. There's got to be a way that we can change it. They try to leave town, but there's a barrier. They can't leave because of the barrier. They try to stay in the bar, and they get teleported to the OK Corral. McCoy and Spock had decided, okay, we'll try to rig up a gas bomb that'll knock everybody out. They make the bomb and test it out on Scotty, because Scotty's into this sort of thing all of a sudden. He volunteered. He volunteered. He wanted to get knocked out. He just wanted to inhale any fucking gas he could. He also wanted to be back in time for the fight. It's like, then it's not a very good tranquilizer if you're out for the... Ten minutes yeah. before the fight. I said the same thing. Okay, I mean, great. It's long enough to hog tie some <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. Hog tie. Yeah. So Here Scotty goes. inhales all the nerve gas and nothing happens. Kirk is pissed because everyone fucked up, but Spock and McCoy both said, but it should have worked. There's no reason for it not to have worked, except that we're in this weird telepathic world controlled by the Milkotians. Obviously, they're the ones making things, you know, work or not work. There is no spoon. There's so many spoons. My spoon is too big. <laughs> Classic. So, for some reason, they decide to basically do the same thing that happened in Mud's Women and believe in themselves, and they'd be beautiful ladies. No, they would not get shot. And actually, the scene where they're getting shot is a pretty pretty nice-looking scene where they, they're, they're shooting yes. through them, through the wall behind them, yeah. and... Kirk and Scotty and McCoy and Spock are just standing there until Kirk beats up, beats the crap out of Wyatt for no good reason, but refuses to actually kill him. So the Milkotians realize, oh wait, you're not going to just kill us? Maybe we can be friends after all. Look, Chekhov's alive because he's a fucking ninny and (coughs) adrenaline maybe, I don't know, (laughs) Uh, something Chekhov. Everyone's okay, why don't you come to our planet, we'll put on a cake for you, and we can all be friends. Yay, tea party with the Milkotians. Yay, that's... Spectre of the Gun kind of-ish. Day of the Dove, I probably have even less to say about because it was very, fairly straightforward and had a lot of repetition. Yeah, I was going to say very repetitive. Very yeah. repetitive. In Day of the Dove, we're heading to Beta, Beta 12A, where a colony has tried to alert the crew that something's going on or something. There's some kind of alert. We have to check out this, this settlement. But there's nothing there. 
And everyone on the planet's realizing, like, this is weird. Why is nothing here? Suddenly the Klingons show up and we meet Kang. He's also been drawn to this planet for some reason and realizes my ship is, is being beaten the crap out of. What are you guys doing down here? And they're like, we didn't do anything. We didn't touch your ship at all. What did you do to this colony? Because clearly you blew up this colony with some weird weird chemical weapon or something that we don't know. Yeah, because it left no trace that a colony no had even existed. Some kind of disintegration bomb. So both of them think the other one sabotaged the other one, when really neither of them have done anything except get lured to this planet. Kirk bring, like beams everybody up onto the Enterprise. He tricks the Klingons into coming up arranges with Spock to have them lose their weapons and get captured on the Enterprise, and everyone's pissed off. Chekhov, this is fucking Chekhov day, for crying out loud. Chekhov thinks that Kang and his crew of Klingons were the cause of his brother Pyotr's death. And Sulu realizes later, wait a minute, Chekhov is an only child. Something's going on here. Everyone on the Enterprise has fucking anger issues and are suddenly really fucking racist. Mm. Everyone, even Doc. Especially Especially Doc. Doc. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's, like, on edge and wants to kill. And there's fights and people are getting stabbed with swords because suddenly all the weapons and all the things on the Enterprise is swords for stabbing with. Including the Chinese checkers. Including the, the 3D chess. And also like a coat rack? What was that thing? Because like, at first I thought lance. at first I thought it was like a person that they just turned into <laughs> swords and I was like what the fuck? <laughs> Chekhov is swords. Chekhov's sword. Willie Leslie were still around. Eventually we realized that there's this weird fluorescent pinwheel floating around that has been causing all of the problems that we're seeing. So it totally was a pinwheel, right? It was, you can oh, totally I, tell. I was like, that's a fucking, it's a pinwheel. I bet you it was a pinwheel that they put through some kind of strobe effect. It's totally Q. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I love Q. Um, oh, I love Q too, Ames. Thank you, CQ. Oh, Olive juice. But is it Desmond Llewellyn or Ben Wishaw? I mean, they're both great in their own way. No, no idea, idea what, what you're, you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah. Wow, that almost harmonized. Sorry, I'm listing two of the three actors that have played Q in the James Bond series. Oh. The third being John Cleese, but he only got to officially be Q in one film. I don't fucking know. I'm not, the, big, include, I'm not the biggest Bond geek, so. Does that include uh, contemporary Bond? Q? Yeah, that's Ben Wishaw. Oh. Actually, there was a fourth Q in the very first film. But anyway. But anyway, yeah, so everyone, everyone's been fighting, and they realize, oh, it's because this pinwheel monster has been making everybody see things or believe things, even though we only really see Chekhov at, like, having some kind of impaired memory thing, that make them want to fight, and it's fueling itself off of our anger and rage. And racism. And racism. It's, a, so it's just racism. a racist cloud monster that's into this kind of thing. And they can't die either. Oh, yeah, but the cloud monster heals them up. Even though fucking, what, Johnson got stabbed in the heart, he healed up He's in fine. like 10 mm-hmm. minutes uh, so that he could get back in there and fight some more. Cloud monster is also bringing us out to the edge of the, the galaxy again because everything happens outside the galaxy these days. We have to stop Chekhov from raping... Kang's wife, that was uh, super Mara, uncomfortable. Mara, 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 one of them, I don't know. Yeah, that was very uncomfortable, and she could probably take him. Come on, Mara. I mean, she's probably just, it was a ruse. She was waiting for the moment to strike, but then Kirk showed up. Maybe. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. She already had a plan. She was, you know. Yeah, they, they convinced her to tell Kang to, like, stop the fighting, stop, you know, beating up. Kang doesn't believe her. There's more fighting. Uh, this is just a very drawn-out episode of fighting. This is a drawn-out synopsis of fighting. Sorry, everyone. Uh, until finally we convince Kang that if we all just get along... <laughs> oh, 
an after school special. If we all just get along, the monster will go away. And so they have a hearty laugh and tell the monster, we're happy, we don't need you around, and the monster leaves. And that's the end of the episode. Monster leaves to terrorize someone else. And the ca- and the Klingons are still all over the ship because their ship was destroyed. End of episode. Yeah. Chris, you actually kind of sounded like, you know, keep the change, you filthy animal at some point. <laughs> 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 So, Boy, what a couple of fucking episodes this were. These, these were. Bectory of the gun. So, one thing I've got to say off the bat. Yeehaw? Yes, aside from that, yeehaw. Admittedly, I think the thing is that, you know, this was, I think, a time where, like a lot of the other stuff, it's... This episode probably was a little less... Well, not less weird, but the whole OK Corral thing was probably somewhat better known to the contemporary audience. Oh, yeah. There was, because, there was a lot of movies coming out at the time, say, and I'll talk about those, because oh, yeah. I watched one of them. Oh, God. I watched, it came so out in... So you don't have to. Yeah, well, it's actually not terrible, but they changed the story entirely, the whole wider story. Mm. Uh, Chekhov in, wasn't making out with a girl in there. No, they probably, they, there was there was still lots of making out with girls in there. Oh, theirs. good. There was a 1957 film called Gunfight at the OK Corral, which... Da-da-da-da-da-da! <laughs> Featured DeForest Kelly as Morgan Earp. <gasps> okay. It wasn't a very big no part, wonder but he was still great. It. Yeah, that's why I watched it. Well, yeah, he, I know that you know, before Star Trek, he was mostly known for westerns. Yeah, oh, he was usually a bad guy, mm. which can, is shocking to me. Can we do like a 10 forward about DeForest Kelly westerns? Oh, yes. Any excuse to watch more DeForest Kelly. I meant to say that last night, though. You're saying he like looked the most natural with that gun on, and I meant to say, well, that's because he's used to that prop. Well, <laughs> and because he got them hips. True. But yeah, like... Why, why weren't... Why, the answer is probably budget concerns. But why weren't they in fucking cowboy costumes? Yeah, probably budget. They just got the fucking belts and they just wore sure their shirts. Uh, it's the Malkotians, you know? They didn't even build a full saloon. Well, that was that front. was budget yeah. problems. Which well, was the, stupid. The saloon was full. It was the sheriff's office that didn't have any. Yeah, no, none, none of the buildings. Yeah, they all... Except, that's right. except, the, except the fucking dentist's office, which was a full building with all the shit. Because well, no, that was missing a wall. Was that missing a wall? Because he like, had the shit. Yeah, just it had so much shit it looked like. <laughs> well, it, and, and I mean that must have just been sitting around in a back lot somewhere, right? From like a western show or something. Like they must have just had that shit laying around, I assume. I don't know. Cuz they, they clearly did. blew their whole budget on fucking dry ice. For this, <laughs> for this fucking and between, puppetry. Between the opening what, and James Dewan's can. Puppetry. It just sat there. It didn't even have a fucking mouth. It was telepathic. That's what I'm saying. There's no puppetry. It's just a fucking thing with Christmas light eyeballs. <laughs> I thought it was scary. Plotting, it fucking, was scary. plotting to get back At those goddamn What age were you scared of it? Now. <laughs> what did it look like when you watched it? It's probably the same it puppet. Like, yeah, it looked like a puppet. I mean, you keep saying puppet. It had no it moving like, parts. It looked like it's Halloween not, decoration uh, with glowing eyes. It, it looked it, like it wanted to be a mummy, but wasn't. <laughs> I also said the Grinch thing, though. I was like, what the fuck is this? How the Grinch stole <laughs> Christmas? The fuck? How the Gris- Grinch stole oh. the OK Corral. So and, when he, and when he saw that they had shown mercy, his heart grew three sizes <laughs> that day. Um, and then he died, because that's not healthy. Sorry. No. So... Here's the thing. Right. Was it were they just in the matrix the whole time? Did they ever Ooh. even leave the ship? Did they even the go end to the planet? Seem to imply they may not have. Yeah, it's like they only thought they'd gone to the planet. Right. Well, right, cuz wasn't Scotty saying like, "Oh, there's some kind of teleporter thing and it doesn't work in or something like no, that." No, no, he was cons- they were concerned that maybe the transporter had malfunctioned. Oh. Yeah, fine. and put them in the wrong spot. Okay, fine. But 
I'm, there shouldn't I'm be thinking fog. they just they just the, the thing just beamed that whole thing into their heads. Probably, yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting. Because they're right back outside that buoy right. at the end. Yeah. Which, and they just sort of like mm. boing, 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 boing. they just yeah. sort of popped in. Love that noise. Um, <laughs> and then and then it's weird. Directions. Uh, I know it's the end, but I find it funny <laughs> that the Malkotians are just like Wow, you've completely changed our minds. We're gonna blow up our warning buoy. Like, guys, you can bring it back. Maybe you're gonna. I know. Hate the I love the warning buoy. I kind of wanted a pendant of it. Well, also the Klingons might show up. So yeah, you don't want them. I feel like the buoy looked like something. Like it looked like it almost looked like a piece of equipment that you would use to like keep a microphone in place. Like it looked. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Though? No, like, I do. It That's why I like. A thing that they might have just had, so we could probably find you one and paint yeah. it up for you. Yeah, we watched the remaster. The remaster had lots of exp- like doohickeys and stuff yeah, on it. Yeah, it was made out of mirrors and yeah, it has like a disco rotating satellite. Even our version was very spinny, so yeah, yeah it was oh. spinny. Yeah, but it just felt like spinny and sparkly and oh, rubbery grip or something. Eyes just kind of flashed between like red and sort of a yellowy color. Mm. It's mm. pretty nice. And Kirk ignores its fucking warning because he'd been he ordered orders. to make contact at all costs. Which I he, don't know. I feel like you go back home and you say, they said go away. Yeah, like yeah exactly. He did make contact and they said go away. So yeah, like I feel like you... Mission like, accomplished. Yeah, contact like, was made. I find it weird that like the Federation would be like, all right, no matter what they say, Jim, you're gonna go like... You gotta look him in the eye and you gotta have a tea party with him. Jim doesn't... He doesn't believe contact has been made unless it's genital contact. <laughs> oh, He's I don't think probably getting ready for that. He beams down it. So uh, where do I... Uh, I do love the mental image, though, of literally them just all sitting around a table in, like, ladies' hats having tea, like that scene in Toy Story where I Buzz has flipped. Say, yep. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Mrs. Nesbitt! <laughs> yeah, but what, how are they going to drink the tea? They have no hands and no fucking mouths. They would look cute in the hats, though. They would look fucking adorable Maybe they the have hats. roots and they suck it up like a plant. Ooh, they, they could be plant monsters. Like they're Lazarus's they were, mustache. There you go. You <laughs> <laughs> invite him over for tea, he just dunks his beard in. You watch in horror as the, the liquid just disappears. <laughs> and you can see bits of it like going up. <laughs> yeah, capillary action. <laughs> oh, I've got the fucking heat. For some reason, that's right less now. gross to me than gravy. <laughs> oh, no. It's all gross. None of it's good. Like, let's be real. So yeah, uh, but yes, contemporary audiences definitely I feel like would have been a little more familiar because westerns were still, I mean they were out of their heyday but they were still big at that point, like there were still a lot of them on television, I don't mm. know how they were doing at the pictures as much in the 60s but they were at still the on pictures. t-shirts. The pictures, <laughs> the flicker. The flicker show. The flicker show, I almost, um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you call those here? I I can't remember what they're called. <laughs> they call them a dolly hopper. Candy floss. <laughs> uh, no, I meant to watch. There's a, there's a more recent movie from the '90s called Tombstone. That is that has, the one with Val Kilmer? Yes, with Val Kilmer Val and Kurt Russell. Kilmer Skinny Val and Kilmer, probably. And uh, Kilmer. Bill Paxton. And Bill they actually Paxton. like like got all the details right because apparently, like, I was reading up on the, the gunfight itself, and on Wikipedia, it has like a second by second. Blow down. Wow. That's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> blow down. Blow down. The, the second by second um, breakdown? chronology breakdown is the word I'm looking for of of what happened you're, because you're it was only mixing like, that with blow by blow. That's the oh, one. Oh, all right. Well, a blow case. by blow of of it was only like a thirty second gunfight. Yeah. In the movie with DeForest Kelly, it was like half an hour long, and there was lots of hiding behind shit. Yeah. What but, if it was just one guy with six guns? <laughs> I went to watch that because it looked pretty, it looks pretty good. Oh, it's funny too because I feel like what was it? That one's called Tombstone. You said Tombstone. I feel like that was another case of. I think there was also another one around the same time. There was one with 
uh, fucking what's his name? The guy from If You Build It, They Will Come. Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just called Wyatt Earp. Right. There's, there's like how like Warp. Armageddon and Deep Impact <laughs> came around at the same time. and Those two mall cop mall movies. Co- I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to fight it. Musically, actually. That is the original. Not the original. Uh, the Val Kilmer tombstone is actually why one of, in Overwatch, one of McCree's voice lines is, I'm your Huckleberry. That's a line Val Kilmer says in the film. Oh, yay. I don't know what the hell the context is beyond the fact that he says it. Yeah, Doc Holliday was fucking crazy town. Fair enough. He had... Like IRL, you mean? Yeah, like IRL. Okay. Like, like... What? In real in life. In real life. Oh, I get he it. Was, he was a dentist, which is... But stopped oh, being well. a dentist when he... R-O-F-A. Either got in a relationship with a cousin and or got tuberculosis and realized, I'm going to die of tuberculosis. I might as well go out fucking crazy and <laughs> did whatever the fuck he wanted because he was dying anyway. Kay. That sounds like every old person ever. <laughs> but he was 30. Well, oh, no. Holiday is what they call vacation in jolly old England. Oh, oh, going on holiday! Sorry, what do you call them here? They're not called holiday here? <laughs> no! What, what do you call it? No! Doc! Duck is what we call our, our, our boots. I think they just uh, call them boots. What? Wellies. Well, no, those are specifically rain boots. Though. I know. Anyway. Rubbers, put on your rubbers. <laughs> Don't forget to wear a rubber. Uh, anyway. anyway. So, the episode itself. Yeah. Um, it sure I, was. Big. I love how long it took them to kind of realize that maybe they could fuck with history. Mm. It's not like they've been transported back to Earth. It's not like they were possessing the bodies. It wasn't like Quantum Leap. Yeah, they, there was a moment where they realized where, where someone gets shot, falls on the ground, and Doc's like, well, he's really dead. That means we can really die here. Does that mean that the guy who fell on the ground was actually a guy from somewhere who died? I don't know. That's an excellent No, question. that doesn't make any sense. How do you prove that this is an actual guy when you're in this fucking make-believe well, land with half They thought walls? they were actually in Tombstone. But how could they but have thought no that walls. when the buildings had no walls? I said the same and thing. They, yeah. that's and what they I said acknowledge to... they don't see all the walls. Well, that's why it's called Tombstone, because all the buildings look like tombstones. That's <laughs> not. I, I had said that when we were watching it. I was like, why do they assume that they're actually on Earth? Like, Or this is actual history? Like, why would, you, why would you even consider for half a second that you need to maintain the actual, like... Facts of history. It's crazy. No one seemed very surprised also that the trees cast a shadow on the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah the whole time during the, the <laughs> final battle when it was thundering and there's a lightning yeah. storm. Oh, yeah, right. I, you know what? I didn't the, think about Every time that, the yeah. lightning flashed, you would see the shadow of the trees on the sky. It was now, pretty bad. It was kind of brechty. Is there any it. record of whether or not the Earps and their friends actually did just all stand at points on the way to the fight and join each other like that. Uh, <laughs> like, it was very artistic, kind of, but it was just... relay race gone wrong. Yeah, it, it was kind like, of looked a little robotic, too. Th- like, yeah, especially at the end. Like, yeah. Meh, meh. The other thing that didn't really work... So here's the thing, actually... The, funnily uh, enough, the whole episode? I actually kind of <laughs> like this one. I think not necessarily because it was good, but because when I was a kid, I feel like this one just happened to be playing in reruns the most, so mm. I saw it a lot. So I have a weird sort of fondness for it. But their whole thing is like, wait a minute. If we don't believe it'll kill us, we'll be fine. Which, all right. But that doesn't know. explain. That's not all right with me. That doesn't explain why the gas didn't affect Scotty. Because he thought it was supposed to. That's you know? true. He's like, 
As far as Scotty's concerned, he should have been knocked out. So he's just like, doot, doot, bleh, well, yeah. but he might have had doubt because Kirk had doubt. Good point. Oh. Cause Kirk was like, I'm not sure that okay. Because you, even the slightest doubt would Yeah. Mean but this you, is doubt in the opposite direction, so you've actually made that make sense. Fuck. Yeah, Good no, I like me. that. Good job, Nailed Caitlin. It. Yeah, Thank you. Shit. Fix the episode completely. Nothing wrong with it now. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't love the like. If you don't believe it, it won't happen thing. It was just kind of like mm, it's kind of cheap. Let's take just the like Venus this drug set. and be pretty again. <laughs> oh wait, it's only placebos. I mean, it does make a little more sense Not here, supposed. especially if you assume they are a just sort of in a matrix scenario. That it's like okay, yeah, sure. Everybody knows if you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> the body can't survive without the mind. Thank you, Jake. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> I think I covered most of my notes in the synopsis, honestly. Okay, well, let's talk. Let's let's talk about Melkotians a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, there was something that the Melkotians said that I thought was kind of cool. They said uh, that they had ventured into space before and they returned immediately. So I think these are the smartest critters in fucking space. <laughs> <laughs> They're this like, place sucks. They come out there, they realize, oh god, everything out here is disgusting. There's jizzing on planets, there's there's Klingons and Romulans. We're gonna fucking stay home and just put up put a warning out that say go away. Yeah. They are geniuses. Mm-hmm. That is pretty smart. Except for their faces. Their faces are something wrong with. Well, that's not their fault, though. That's just <laughs> genetics, you know, you can't help that. On their planet, you know, I mean, that's just the height of sexy. I was gonna say, that guy's Ooh. quite a looker. Yeah, no, he's like that. He's 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 like their planet's um, DeForest Kelly. Somebody sexy. I was yes, gonna, I can't think Kelly. of Poe Dameron's real name. Oh, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, there you go. Ah. He's he's the Oscar Isaac of weird Grinch, Grouch planet. Yum. And they like it that the uh, that they're you know they show mercy to the fake Earps, which is a bit of a retread of Gorn episode. Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking the same, especially since, you know, they find exactly ingredients the to make their bomb on yeah. the planet. I said that too. I was like, they, they got any salt, Peter? Yeah. yeah. What are we going to do? Mac and cheese mix? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it is basically the Gorn episode, except they added... Westerns? Other characters. Grinch puppets. I mean, you did. I, they did add, you know, Chekhov trying to get laid by a possibly imaginary woman. He didn't mm. try. Oh, he definitely Chekhov. got it in at some point. I'm sure he did. No, it's funny. The, apparently, NBC, as as you know, the networks like told Star Trek this was the first episode produced for the third season. Okay, and they specified we want more Chekhov. Huh. Which I think was probably a mistake. They yeah. should have said, they <laughs> should have said we want more Sulu because I would love to see more Sulu. Mm. But no, we're, we get lots this, of Chekhov again, this, episodes. This would have been a good one for him, you know, the whole old revolver thing. I bet he would have mm. loved to have been a cowboy. Well, but he liked being a swashbuckler in the next one, so. Mm. True. true. He barely, he didn't do much. I know, he Sulu doesn't really get a lot of time. Here. That's true. He, well, I, mean, I, I know that George Takei is usually, like, doing other stuff. Like, he was in fucking Green Berets in season two, so he wasn't in that many episodes. Yeah, he actually wasn't in the OK Corral episode. No, he wasn't even on the bridge. There was a, I was going to say, because there was a stranger on the bridge, so that's probably hmm, at least one of the reasons why they had to use Chekhov for this. Well, they, they want to check off anyway. I just think a lot of times Takei is, Takei is a busy boy. Walter really did hurt himself a lot this week, though. He did there a good fall a down. Yeah, that, fall, that, that face plant was really good. It actually was good, yeah. I remember at the time, I went, good fall. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> and I was just sobbing. sobbing. Yeah. I was like, he's what not... What are you sobbing for? Oh, I don't know. I was like, oh my god. I was like, he's not really dead, is he? And Chris was like, of course not. I was like, well, no. I mean, I know like he comes <laughs> back. I mean, I know he comes back, but I mean, there was a minute where that I... That would be great if they had actually killed off Chekhov 
during the show and then he like sort of like what they did with Leslie. Leslie. He just shows up and <laughs> Noah comes picture. back the next episode. Nice. Well, it's, it's because he he didn't believe anything on the planet was real except the woman. Chekhov thinks only with his cock. Sounds right. Yeah, he's like what nineteen? So well, they, is he nineteen? Yeah, he's probably twenty Russia by now. Invented sex. So. Yes, Obviously. that's true. Yes, yeah, little old lady from before before this we all we all yeah, we produced asexually. Yes, but yeah, no, it's sometime in season two he mentioned he was nineteen, so I guess oh, he's twenty now. I missed, maybe. I missed that he comment. He did? Yeah, we. I feel like we talked about. Why did they have episode. a forty-year-old playing in then? <laughs> no, no. Actually, how old? Wait a minute. How old? He was, was thirty Walter? at the time. He was probably. All right. Well, we looked it up at the time. Yeah. Okay. We definitely talked about it. He was well, definitely I was, the youngest, probably on the show. No, yeah, probably, but still. Actually, I think Takay's slightly younger than him. Really? Yeah. Actually, we looked that up too, and yeah. I think you're right. He, like, it's not. It's like a few months or a year at most. Yeah, but yeah it's not much. Takay's actually the youngest of them. And Takay's definitely aged the best. But yeah, I didn't like hate this episode. It was just. It's just cheesy. And it's cheesy in a way I'm okay with. It was like, inconsistent. Well, you're you're viewing it through your nostalgia. The other thing, I'm admitting that there's a bit of like, potential rose-colored glasses happening here. And I love I love getting more Chekhov. You know, yeah. I, I agree with the studios. I'm like, yes, more Chekhov. And uh, also, I'll admit that there's some great. I, I actually over the week I was doing some poking around the internet, and I stumbled across uh, an article from back when the AV Club did like an original series rewatch. The article opened with the guy saying, like, you know, I guess he'd never really seen the original series before he did this rewatch, so I guess for him it was just a watch. But he was saying how, like, you know, going in, he was like, yeah, Star Trek had this reputation for extreme corniness and Shatner's over-the-top acting and this and that, and he was like, you know, seasons one and two, aside from a few clunkers, yeah, I didn't really see that. If season three is representative of the rest of, uh, if Spock's brain is representative of the rest of season three, as I've been told, then now I get where the show gets its reputation. Huh. And with that in mind, like, yeah, Shatner definitely Shatnered a lot this week, especially when he's uh, trying to get the sheriff to stop yes, the fight. Yes, there was so much shouting between oh. the both of them. I can't just get better! I just can't murder them! Whatever the fuck he kept saying. Yeah, no, he was very much... This and, to a certain extent, in the next one, too, there was some good Shatnering, but this one, the, the shouting and the shaking, the poor sheriff. Oh, I don't know. I think Scotty in this one was my favorite, because there was a comment at the end that, that Spock was, was riffing on humans, being like, oh, if you guys were so violent in the past, how did you guys even survive? And Kirk says, oh, well, we overcame our instinct for violence. Except for Scotty, who wants to kill fucking everything all the fucking time. Yes. Well, he was so ready to kill the herbs he, every single second of the day. He'd had too much bourbon by then. He loved the bourbon. Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. Development. He's never this. had like so bourbon doesn't exist in this in their century. Well, I'm sure it it's does, like but... old school bourbon. It's sort of like how like the Greeks used to have to dilute their wine like six times over because mm. it was so strong. It's probably like hmm. it's probably like 180 proof bourbon. Mm. It was made in someone's tub. It's just gasoline. Yeah, basically. It was, Better, such, uh, it was a sad day when they realized they could power cars with it. That you're supposed to drinking it. That you're supposed to assume he really has only drank scotch up to this point. Since he was a wee bear. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Or maybe in the future, corn has gone extinct. Mm. I don't see that happening. They use corn and bourbon, right? Are making that up? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, they were talking about what a corn hail. What the fuck were they saying? Oh, is he, they, is either they this or a... corn something? Yeah. Corn. It was probably just corn, it was probably just corn alcohol or yeah, yeah. Because that that's was... that's like your old bathtub gin, is that it would yeah, just make like Scotty ordered twelve ethanol of each. or something. Well, he did actually try to order a half gallon <laughs> of scotch. <laughs> For five people, and I'm sure he intended most of it for himself. Mm. How much is even a half gallon? I mean, uh, it's, it's about a, it's a double, this much. Uh, double gulp. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, half gallon of milk. It's the same. It's just that's like that. That's what it is. 
I mean, if it, if it actually works out to 750 mil, then that's actually a perfectly normal bottle of alcohol. I just don't know the conversion. But for four people, or five people at the time... Ch- Chagall was drinking with the lady. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like the weird uh, aloofness of the Earps. Mm. I don't know. I just, I like really? The, I, like... I just thought it was not great acting. Yeah, it was bad acting. The one... Just, well, no, I don't know about that. I think it was robotic, but I think it was intentional. Oh, that, make, that makes sense. If it's, you know being constructed from the from the mind yeah. and that's the other silly thing it's like if they're trying to be like oh we're gonna kill you via, via something from your mind or something and they pick in Kirk's brain ah the okay corral let's do that Kirk doesn't seem to like know enough about the okay corral to actually make it work because <laughs> he forgot everybody's names yeah and... everyone is like, he forgot that some of them live yeah because Billy Claiborne and Ike Clinton both live and Kirk was supposed to be Ike mm. <laughs> so he's like oh well I'm, I'm fine Carry on. Yeah. So long, everybody else. Screw the rest of you. Me and Chekhov are going to bounce around space trying to get laid. Well, that's, the, rest gonna... of, that's the episode. I mean, that's the whole series, Chris. True. They've already got a willing partner at the saloon. True. Yeah. What was her name? Sylvia? Sylvia. Yeah. Yep. Was she okay. supposed to be a prostitute? I thought so. I would have thought so. Like I mean, what? she was hanging around the bar dressed all fancy. I mean, if I know anything from Deadwood, it's that the women that hang around in the saloon are all prostitutes. All of them. And they'll give you... They'll give you a naked titty hand job right in the middle of the fucking place. Why not? Yeah, why not? It sounds like a weird show. It's a great Deadwood? show. Oh, it's a great show. It's a great show. Check it, check it out. It's very brown. <laughs> I, it took it took me a while to get to it. I think, I think I watched the pilot with Jake, and it's just so brown. Yeah, everything is that the, fir- the first episode, I was like, I don't... I'm having trouble getting into this because I can't physically see what's happening. It's like Fiddler on the Roof. We should watch it, though. I would watch it again. Okay. Uh, to, to explain it, Fiddler on the Roof, they... they The movie? Yeah. Okay. The director was having trouble finding a filter he liked. He wanted to get a specific sort of sepia stroke brownish tone. Uh, and ultimately he found that he got a specific color of women's tights and just stretched that over the lens of the camera. Really? Mm. Yes. But, what but what yeah, color were the tights? Sort of, I don't know exactly. Probably just nude. <laughs> he actually saw them on one of the women and was like, hmm. Take those yeah. off. Yes. Those. Oh. And then he bought more. I mean, that's how he tells it. I don't know if it's true. For the woman or the camera? Yes. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so that also, similarly, if you watch it, has just sort of this brownish tint through the whole thing. Mm. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. tone. and a woman are the same thing. If you what? treat the camera right, she'll make love to you just like a beautiful woman. I don't know what's Jake going on. Jake is stuck on. in Soldier 76 voice again. <laughs> We're all soldiers now. Come here and get stabilized. I love that shit. <laughs> Fuck, I lost my train of thought because of that. Um, do, do we have, I mean, it's... It's high noon. Does we have anything else related to this, or do we just want to go talk about doves? I don't quit till the fight's done! Is the fight done? Do we my have fight. In my day, this payload would have been delivered by now! <laughs> <laughs> I don't I... fight till the quits... Fuck! See, my fight is as done as the Earps when Wyatt and Kirk were fighting, because the rest of them just fucking stood they, there. They ran out of ammo, probably. True. Their, their motion really bothered yeah. me. They should have done the... Yeah, yeah they should have done the fanning thing. Yeah, they, sorry. So explain. With, with the cocking of the Listeners, thing? we're making yeah. fun of the fact that they just... They only used their thumb to recock the guns instead of, like, using their it whole hand like you I often mean, see sure in films. Works, but, it, yeah, it wasn't very It sounds tiresome. Well, if... The OK Corral that they were visiting is pulled from Kirk's mind. True. And Kirk probably hasn't really ever had much experience handling 
real firearms that are not phasers, maybe he's never seen anybody fan a gun, mm. so they didn't have that piece of information. True, true. Sort of like how the Chicago gangsters knew that billiards was a thing, but they weren't quite sure how you play it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. What do you call billiards here? Is that is there a word for that? We call it roly molly hole. <laughs> no, that's something we call something else. That Jake. Oh my. Uh, oh, the the one thing though, like it's, 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 it's hard to tell though. <laughs> it is hard to tell going back to the earlier point. Bag. Oh no. It's, if if the herbs were intentionally robotic, just because all the other presumably illusory humans were more natural. Remember that one herb couldn't open his mouth very far? Because he had all those teeth. <laughs> yeah, it was There weird. was one herb. What is with all those teeth? No, no, but there was this one herb who was like, you should have stayed away, Kurt. Well, yeah, like you, you could know, see whatever. he was like, never fully parting his teeth when he spoke. He was very mumbly. Yeah. He also had a Fucking weirdly gigantic tiny mouth. Teeth. And then, like, and then he had the same problem as the actress who plays uh, Sarah in... Like Arrow and Le- Legends like, of Tomorrow or whatever, where like when he was standing there, his big fucking teeth wouldn't let his lips shut. He was just standing there doing that sexy, <laughs> slightly parted lip thing, except it was horrifying. Listen, you guys give me shit when I make fun of people's faces on the show. Listen, we're not technically giving shit to his face. We're giving shit to the fact he won't open his mouth all the way. And then he well, won't maybe fucking he close can, his okay? Maybe he can't because of his giant weird teeth. <laughs> Well, you know, I'd say something about how he should see a dentist about that shit, but we don't have dentists in the UK, you know, so. Well, Doc they do, but they had doing... dentists in, in Tombstone, because yeah, Doc, Doc Holliday had all those drugs that he just gave to McCoy. I was about to say, in Doc, Doc <laughs> well, Holliday's... he didn't give, had no fucks left to give, he was dying sure. of tuberculosis. Doc Holliday's uh, prescription would bag. just let me punch you in the face till all your teeth are gone, other erp. Mm. Hmm. Like, yeah, I'm okay. I like happened in corn. a book I read recently. Punching teeth out? Yeah, someone Ooh. like beats up his wife and she like has no teeth. Oh, that's no good. It's fucking awful. Jesus well, Christ. Awful. What kind of books are you reading? Uh, it was The House of the Spirits by Isabel Allende. Oh, don't know who that is or that book. Speaking of The House of the Spirits, a.k.a. a super rapey, horrifying book, do we want to talk of The Day of the Dove? Because that's super rapey Dave and horrifying also. <laughs> Dave of the Doe, says Jake. Dave of the Doe. Because, because he likes... No, usually I'm the one that like switching sounds around. Was we? Well, I'm always one that's playing the game of reading Netflix titles wrong. You are. It gets very annoying <laughs> after the first two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what to say about Day of the Dove? Well, for one thing, and if if this wasn't obvious, uh, then then I'm sure Chris will have another freak out. Kang was again supposed to have been the other one that we had met before. Really? Kor. It was damn supposed it. to be Kor, and we would would have met Kor a third time, but the actor who plays Kor was not. I was available. wondering why it seemed like Kirk and Kang knew each other at the beginning. Like they acted kind of like they knew each other. Mm. I mean, if the episode was originally written for Kor, that would make more sense. I mean, at least this time it was the actor wasn't available and someone was going, that doesn't seem believable, you know? I know, that was very upsetting. So, like, this time at least it was actor conflict. And, you know, I think in terms of... I'm glad that we got Kang because I actually... Kang is my favorite Klingon so far. Is he? I mean, we've only met, what, three? Yeah. Oh, and three plus Mera. Yeah. Who wasn't a great Klingon, honestly. No. I don't know. I just... I think that... I, I just got that there was... I felt like there was more of the Klingon DNA 
displayed in this episode. Mm, they're you very know? stubborn. Yeah. yeah, they're warrior race. Like we don't we get that a little bit in the other episodes, but in the other episodes they just seem kind of like bronzed humans. Yeah. In this episode, they a they they must have been there must have been a sale on shoe polish down this, <laughs> down the shop this they week because so they shiny. they shined up core and went pretty dark. Like it was, yeah. No, before that now, was bordering been... on minstrel. Well, I was, I was, I was actually that, yeah. saying that I was like, if it's technically like, because technically the Klingons aren't black, right? They're another species. Yeah. So does it count as being racist if you brown up people to wear it? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, and there's, you know, there's actually, but there are also black Klingons. I've always wondered that. Like, is it's... is Worf a black Klingon? Like and like is is that is there racism on the on Quonos and that's why the Duras are always going after Worf and his family because they don't like that he's black. Maybe, but yeah, that's I was thinking that like before now the Klingons always been sort of like again like bronzer with maybe some extra yellow makeup thrown in. Like they were a color that people can't really be before now. Right. Like it was nearly but not quite. Right. Now this time it's just like. You know, that, that's... Basically blackface, yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird. And then, of course, it, it, the other sort of weird wrinkle in the whole, like, Klingon race question is the fact that, you know, we'll get Christopher Plummer in Six. Yeah. And he's just... They put ridges on him, but other than that, I don't think they did a thing. You know? Maybe he's... He has a cool albino. mustache. Albino. Well, I mean, skin... That's why I was wondering, at least he's supposed to be an albino Klingon, or are there Caucasian Klingons? Oh, great. Klingons? Just another movie well, most, making most albinos of the evil. That we Thanks see a lot, are, Star Trek Six. Are, you know... Played by white guys. We don't no, see I know a lot of the only but, black Klingons are like Worf and well, his brother. Right, but I mean they're all. What I mean is he's the only one they didn't like change the pigment of his skin with. Yeah, him. that's well, true. Squire of Gothos guy who played uh, Koloff. Yes, I don't really feel like they painted him up that much either. They did. They did, did some. They bronzed him. Yeah. Okay. If you put, if you do side by side between him and Trelane, it's like yeah, different. Well, but I mean like. Guess. But I mean, like, they definitely bronzed up, say, the women playing the Native American ladies significantly yeah. more than they had bronzed him, I feel That's like. Well, they, they, they bronzed up Mera a good, good amount. Yeah, and Mera rubbed was... off on Chekhov. <laughs> something off. Oh, my God, well, yeah. During during that scene, he got it on his hands, he, and you could see it on the a big, wall. There's a big yeah. brown handprint oh, on the wall. because Chris goes, oh, the soup is still on the wall. And at first, I was like, holy shit, are they really still doing that? I didn't even realize. Oh, yeah, and I didn't think it was actually makeup. the soup, but I didn't know what the hell it I was. I didn't know what it was. She... Her makeup was great, actually. Yeah. Her eye makeup was really yeah, good. Because yeah. she had kind good. of a cool, like, forked eyebrow thing going on. She had fierce liner. It was dark and then white liner. I was really into her makeup. Kang had really great eyebrows. His eyebrows were, like, two inches tall. Yeah. They were very fuzzy. Some thick-ass motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they're getting a better sense of what the Klingons will eventually become. Yeah. They even mentioned, you know, they, oh, they've still got a dueling culture. So. Yeah. It seems a little less weird when later on we start seeing Klingons carrying around knives and batleths and whatever yeah. the hell else. Amusingly, I remember when we first saw the Klingons, actually... We very first saw the Klingons. They had a different transporter effect, at least in our version. Yeah, that's right. I think. Did. Yeah, I think they like did. it wasn't yeah. sparkly. They just kind of. It was like a flickery thing. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was yellowy as well. But I, I think it's kind of cool. That they, oh yeah, other species have different teleporter effects. Where I feel like as the series goes on, everyone just kind of has sparkly, but maybe it's a different color sparkle. No, I feel like the Klingons have a very distinctive one. At least in the movies, the Klingon mm. transporters are distinctive, where they're like they that red be. thing that sort of like parts. Oh yeah, but yeah. But even yeah. even the Starfleet ones do that. They're just blue. 
Oh, is that true? Yeah. Like, in the very first, in motion yeah, picture, it has this weird psychedelic flower thing. Mm-hmm. But what? from two through six, really? they do that weird parting diamond effect. Do you know what the effect that they used for the transporter in TNG was just glitter in a solution swirled around really fast? <laughs> nice. That's great. I like that. Doing, like, it's a like good a practical lamp. solution like that, I love that shit. Yeah. I love stuff mm. like that. Yeah, so the Klingons have their own transporter effect, but then I noticed they had little things on their belts, and it's like, oh, they reused the agonizer props, that's kind of funny. Hmm. But then they actually use it to agonize Chekhov, Chekhov so yeah. Chekhov, it's still... Chekhov is always in terrible, terrible pain. Well, you know, Koenig does a good scream. Hmm. You know, he does a good little pain, like, ah! Only good, <laughs> not what I just did. How how presumptuous of Kang though to come down to, to his ship is fucking destroyed basically. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's loading. There's four forty people left. Yeah. yeah, he beams out to the planet and has the balls to walk up to Kirk and say, "All right, I'm taking over your and ship." And he slaps him in the yeah. face. Like you've dude, got forty people dude, left. Dude, you're a you're Klingon. You know if this if this as you believe had been a battle and you lost. There's no like if there's no way you're taking the enterprise. Listen, Klingons don't fucking give up. No. I don't like like they even say like when Kirk gives up and is all like, "Okay, well you're well you're prisoners, sure, whatever, why not?" Uh, I think he says like, "Ha ha, Klingons would never have given up like that." Rrr. Yeah. Look at my eyebrows. I loved the uh the the yeah, Spock beam us up with the really obvious like I'm holding down a button. I was like, way to telegraph that, Kirk. I mean I know it was for the audience, but I was like, you're telling me none of the Klingons noticed that shit at well, all? They don't know what buttons are what. Maybe that's the off button. <laughs> <laughs> I mean so I that turns on the vibrator part. Why? Oh why in this episode? Like I know why story wise. But what would the in-universe reason be to have the vast majority of the crew in one part of the ship that can be cut off from the rest of it? Birthday mm-hmm. party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone made I, another cake. I love they or... had leftovers from the tea party with the milk potions. <laughs> or they could have been in the bowling alley. There you go. There we are. Everybody was just having a little bowl off. Here's a, here's a question in the same vein. So they bring the Klingons up, and they just put them in the fucking crew lounge. Yeah, yeah. Instead of the brig. Or, and there's only like 40 of them. Like and they, they could have re- put them they anywhere. reprogrammed the replicators for their tastes. Yeah. So very and friendly, they, the Federation. I like that the, the how, to, how to beam them up when, there's, when it's orange light effect going on is you beam them up so they're turned away from you. Yeah, no, yeah. that was clever. That, that was, was funny. Idea. And their weapons are gone too, but you know, the they fact weren't that they're gone though. They weren't the, gone. The, the security guys that came in had to take their weapons from them. Oh, well that's dumb. Yeah. Why can't they separate a, a, a one weapon them, from somebody in, in space? Like, one of the security guys didn't take the weapon from his Klingon, so you just have the actor still holding the weapon, and then finally the guy's like, oh, right, I'm supposed to take that. <laughs> I missed that. That's funny. I missed that, too. That's cute. What I thought was horrifying was that they were able to just beam them up, but, like, leave them floating in fucking yes. space. And fucking Chekhov, Chekhov was like, like, like leave, leave them, them to die. Leave them suspended they killed in Pietor. Yeah. I was like, holy well, shit being balls, able to, that's being horrifying. Able to keep a pattern in a buffer is often uh, used in an emergency measure as well. It can be yeah. very useful. Yeah. As Scotty, Scotty will discover. Scotty, Scotty <laughs> uses that to great effect. I was just really, I was like, Whoa, Oh yeah, it's Jesus. an existential nightmare. Yeah. There's like, actually a whole episode of Enterprise based around that. That's worse than being in millions of little pieces floating above everybody and mm. appearing on the other side as a little person. Mm. <laughs> Not a little person, though. A candy bar. tiny person. Candy yeah. bar. So... We got to see the dark side of some of our yeah. characters. Yeah, McCoy got racist real Really fast. quick. And I have to say, 
I know he's a southerner, but he really pulled that off well. Like, I was believing <laughs> that. Well, and it was weird, too, because uh, I feel like one of you said that Chekhov seemed to be the only one that was having his memory distorted. But I also feel like Doc's perception of the wounds was distorted because... I don't know about that. No, I think it was just literally healing them. Yeah, the, no, the, no, but the creature was, was healing them very fast so that they would Oh, die. I know what you're talking about. Because there's this one... Yeah, sorry, I'm speaking... I'm talking about a specific... But I, I hear what you're saying, but that's not it. Okay. Um... Uh, when, no. when, when he's like, they've been tearing them apart like animals? Yeah, like, when once, they just... once someone's down, you don't just keep hitting them. It's like, they, they struck him once with a sword. They yeah. Didn't, yeah. What, what you was know? it, Johnson, that they stabbed yeah. once? And yeah. Was, yeah, I think that just like... It was in the heart, they said. No, well, because but the first guy got slashed across the chest, and I think that was the one he was checking out, and he was like, wow, oh, Jesus, like animals. I'm no, like, no, that they... was Johnson, the one who just got jabbed once. But he didn't get jabbed. He got slashed. We saw it happen. No, he got jabbed. Someone got slashed. Someone else did, yeah. But. Well, fine. Anyway, the point is, I feel I was wondering if his like level of freakout was because the amount of damage was distorted through his view. Like, obviously, that's interesting. Like, if he was wondering if they, like, if he was seeing them as being like just Mangled. ripped to shreds. Yeah, I just because... thought it was it was an odd choice that we 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 hear you know Pavel going on and on about Piotr. Piotr. Or Peter, sometimes. He, like, even Chekhov isn't sure what his fucking name is. Rock. And it's the only, well, it's the only, like, perception that we see get distorted. Everyone else is, like, just ornery and angry and wants to, like, I mean, I guess fight. believing there's a colony at whatever that planet is. Because, as we know, Kirk knows everyone in space and surely also would have every colony memorized. That's true. That's Spock point. would. Yeah, um, Spock would not. So it's kind of like that Kirk trick might not. <laughs> those little asshole kids pulled in the Children Shall Lead, where yeah, kind of where they made them think they were still orbiting. The planet planet did have some great feather looking plants it though. Did. Those yeah, are kind of nice. I wanted those. Uh, I didn't notice. Oh, check, I would go, say go back well, and watch. I know, it's just no, the first scene. Never again. <laughs> no. I'll find a screenshot. All right, that's perfect. Thank you. Much better. I like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You do. Uh, so here's the thing. So the alien, mm-hmm. the pinwheel alien, yep. it was going to keep the humans and Klingons alive in perpetuity just so they could fight. Yep. Yep. Keep fighting, keep giving us hate energy to do whatever. And yeah. go outside the galaxy but for no but reason. the Enterprise was going to run out of gas in like 10 minutes. Yep. Why was that happening? Just for some unearned additional... Didn't yeah. we just replace the fucking dilithium crystals like two weeks ago after Spock fucked them up? These are shitty dilithium crystals. Yeah. Well, the Klingon crystals. Is this was some Meineke shit, you'd be going back and demanding your money or some new dilithium crystals and shit. Well, it sounds like if you really push them hard, like if you go full bore for too long, yeah. that sure. drains them. But were they doing that? Yeah. yeah they Melvar were there was pushing Melvar. the ship. <laughs> yeah. With four R's. <laughs> I think I've been to enough conventions to know how to spell Melvar. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize. Actually, I think I asked that earlier and you said the same at that time and I forgot. So, Speaking of Derp. Sulu, I kind of love that he is the <laughs> only person that knows that Chekhov doesn't have a brother. They're buddies. They probably talk about you know, it. No, it's funny. Though. It's like that, that really gives the idea that they sit around and talk all day and no one else talks to Chekhov, really. No, like, if they don't have to. No one work next to each other. Yeah. He's stuck listening to uh, to all these Russian tales. <laughs> He's too busy trying to fucking, you know, lay pipe everywhere to get to know anybody as Chekhov, I think. He's like, if I ever told you that I was an only child and was very lonely? Yes. Console me. 
Aww. Well, I meant that was to the ladies. Oh. <laughs> Not to Ch- Sulu, it's but... It's to Sulu, too, I think. Yeah, you know, just going to make an observation about the third season so far. It sucks. And maybe this is just me. <laughs> but I feel like one of the things that has been maybe not as pronounced or not done as well as it was in, previ- in the previous two seasons has been the scoring. Like, I don't know. I feel like... The music? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the scoring yeah. has been weak in the last... You're right. In, the few, in these few episodes. Like it's I, been uh, inappropriate. Yeah. Like, like, there's been moments where in episodes that... Maybe have had like I feel like they've been using more lighthearted music even in scenes that are not supposed to be lighthearted. Like there was a lot of that sort of because they're trying to do like the western themed music yeah. in the other episode, and they stuck with it even when shit was you know getting a bit more dark. And it's like maybe you should have moved to something more tonally appropriate, somber. Yeah. I mean that's something that I feel that they got really well, did really well in the previous couple of seasons where yeah. they you know even when it was goofy even when they were using it was at least appropriate yeah and it and it really felt like as an audience you picked up on that yeah you felt it really it informed the scene it, it made the scene feel more impactful mm. the music and i just feel as though in these few episodes i i haven't felt that way and i used like, to, and i used to always notice yeah when the music was appropriate I hadn't thought about it as much, but when you now you mention it, yeah, it's mm. not been as on on the ball. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a great comic that that has an include has a bit where if you if you're noticing the sound design, it's because it's bad. If you're not noticing it, it's because it's doing its job. Yeah, is that from Q to Q comics. It is from Q to Q. Good, good, good. <laughs> overall, though, I mean, like, I I like the episode. I like the way it built, the way it sort of started. I mean, the Dove. Yeah. Huh. I knew like what the pinwheel was up to, but I even knowing as I see how they were kind of laying the hints early on, like this is kind of what's happening. I don't know. I think both these episodes, the conclusions of them ruined both yeah, episodes. Very dissatisfying. It's either like believe in yourself and everything will be okay, or have a have a fucking laugh until the monster leaves. Admittedly, resorting to full out giggling was a bit much. Although I did enjoy that, you know, when when Tang. You know, hits Kirk on the back. It's a little too hard. And <laughs> Kirk kind of goes to smack him and then stops himself. That's really well choreographed there. Or blocked or whatever. I don't mean to go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Uh, we didn't even talk about the fact that Spock mind melds like three guys. Oh, he yeah. does. Really quick. And that great In that succession. scene was really great. Like I actually really liked that. Yeah, and it was it was it was, it was yeah, it was cut with the with the cow with the uh, lawman coming toward yeah. them. Yeah. That was that was uh, a That's nice. That's actually one scene uh, where I think this, it was scored well because it was I don't know, I just I feel like there was a good tension building mm. music there and pair, yeah. paired with the thunderstorm and the, and the trees, trees on those trees, the trees in the sky. The trees shadowed well, against the, the, the sky. Because you felt like, you know, if he didn't hurry up, like, they were totally going to get there and someone was going to still not believe or was going to believe in the bullets and it was going to be fucked. Like, it felt... Like, that was, like, the best moment in the episode. In my yeah. Sorry, yeah, to, again, good. to backtrack. I, I, I just, oh, also, it got Spock and McCoy, like, face-to-face. It was very nice. Touching face. Touching face. <laughs> Yum. Mm. Yum. What I thought was um, surprising in the Day of the Dove... Because, like, McCoy being a crazy racist didn't bother me because he does drink a mint julep. But Scotty went full fucking psycho asshole, too. Like, calling calling Spock a half-breed and a freak. Yeah, I know. That's usually McCoy's role. Yeah. I was but, just... but, but McCoy does it because he loves 
Sp- Scotty's Spock doing said it. something awful too, didn't he? I, feel I like often what? find I found spending time with people annoying. It wasn't For even something. really an For annoyance Spock, it or was a... an irritation or yeah, yeah. You know what? It was kind of neat to admit though. that he's irritated. He he never does that. It was obviously everyone was on edge, but Scotty didn't really lose it until the Klingons took engineering, which yeah. was well thought out. Mm. Like that's what really let the alien get to him was they got his fucking engines. Urgh. Yeah. yeah, they they, they, they took the engineering crew and then all the Klingons gave a hurrah! Victory! Yeah. Victory! <laughs> hip hip hooray! Tally ho, lizard monster! Best title. In an interesting... <laughs> twist. 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 No, in a not very interesting twist. I almost feel like both of these episodes and Arena cover very much... Similar That's plan. true. Yeah, like, it's like it's all like oh, let's find our better selves. Yeah, mm-hmm. like let's not kill. It would have been really nice actually if it were Core instead of Kang because then it would have been the exact opposite on what was it the Organian planet? Oh yeah, in a, where, where, of mercy. Yeah, yeah, where the Organians are keeping them from fighting. Yeah. While on this one, it's making them do fight. That's true. Yeah. And the other thing too is the way the episode ends is very abrupt. All I want to know is, like, how's the ride home? Like, Awkward. They, that's yeah. when they finally stick them in the brig, which is what they should have done from the fucking beginning, instead of putting them in the lounge with all the fucking mm. che- uh, 3D chests that can turn into swords. Boing. That's what, when, we when, did when, get the boing for that, didn't we? When, they like, did. <laughs> when the that. alien left, did it then, did all the stuff untransmute? Or, like, on their next stop at a starbase, <laughs> like, so we need all f- our phasers again. Uh, a bunch of chess boards. Um... And also, can you get these swords out of our armory? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We will trade you these swords for all the shit we actually need. Yeah. You never saw a finer collection of antiquities. Whatever the fuck you Scotty says. did love that tassely uh, sword. Thing. Well, I, I think the reasoning yeah. I was said it was like, they gave him the one that had the biggest, most hand-blocking hilt. Mm. So they didn't have to worry about hiding his uh. missing finger. <laughs> hand uh. blocking. Is that even his... Hand with the missing finger. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's right. his right hand. Okay. Although he called it a claymore, and I thought claymores were like really big two-handed swords. I think they are. I have so no idea. whatever it was he had, it was that probably was like some not a claymore. Saber. Yeah. That sounds right. But yeah, like I said, I think the main thing because I think a claymore they probably had it in the script it probably a claymore because it was like I feel like that's a Scottish weapon or it's associated with the Scots. But again, like the prop people, it was just like, look, can you give me some? Because that would just have like a hilt. Yeah. There'd be. N- no way to hide his hand conveniently. So this was just like, just, just, just hide his hand. Hmm. What I thought was interesting about this episode was when the Klingons are like, no, the Federation has taken us. I've heard about their death camps. Oh, so yeah. it's like everything basically yeah. that the Federation thinks about the Klingons, the Klingons think about them too. It's all propaganda. It's all propaganda. Which is what happens in every fucking society. Although, true, but- although Star Trek does sort of end up betraying its own principle because eventually we find that most of what the Federation believes about Klingons does seem to be true. Oh. Well, <laughs> it's true. Do they, like, do, do they do experiments, though? That like part one might thing not be that true. Scotty but everything else, like, they, yeah, I think they do have, that. like, horrible prison planets and slave labor, and Kang himself was like, I will torture the fuck out of people. Well, he well, was also was, willing to sell was... his wife out, too. Like, Oh, yeah. That though, that, though, did feel very Klingon, like, just victim yeah. of war. Shit happens. I'll get a new one. Yeah. Speaking of the wife, when fucking Chekhov was, ugh. Yeah. Chekhov, you fool. He, even if he's not in his right mind, and and you know Kirk and Spock say, well, he's he's not himself, therefore we can't reprimand him. I he still went 
directly there. It was still something she was, was capable of. Not necessary. But I think Mera, when they were doing the weird kissing part, I think she was hiding her mouth under her hand or something so that she wouldn't get her makeup on him. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's I think there was a, a lot of concern about makeup exchange. They yeah, already got some because well, it got on the walls. And I wondered if she was if he was actually going to make contact with her because the first time he like went to like grab for her face, he like clearly didn't actually touch her because it just, yeah. tons of bronzer. But I then think. he just grabbed her mouth. Yeah. So Yeah. But he definitely had a handful of brown makeup by the time. How are Klingons to their women? Like would that kind of forceful taking be a Klingon standard? Uh it's well Women are largely depicted as equals in Klingon society and, and other things. Uh, She's the science officer, too, she said. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. my wife in science officer. I mean, they're definitely always shown to be capable warriors. They, Although they, although maybe not quite equals, because women can't serve on the high council. Mm. Um, but So maybe not politically, but but they are... The certain. Romulans seem to be ahead there. Oh, that's that's what I was thinking of. Are the, are the Romulans really shitty to their women? I feel like at some point, some... One of our... The Ferengi don't let their women wear clothes. Yeah, the Ferengi are monsters. Yeah. Well, because it's illegal to be nude outside your home, so it's a way to keep them in their homes. What the fuck? The Ferengi are terrible. Well, fuck like, you, the there's Ferengi. There's this, there's this, there's this, there's this episode pricks? of DS9 where Quark's mother comes to the station and he's appalled that she's wearing clothes. Females. Ooh, man. All um, I know is that Klingon sex is is as violent. Yeah, as well, that's respect. a thing. They're, Maybe that's also what I'm thinking. They're of. like, yeah, they're you're likely to have require medical attention after. So Spock would be into it. Yes, he could. He could. You know, they have it. very, very Just hit me, hit me, rough, chapel. Rough coitus. 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 Can you even call it coitus if it's that rough? Mm, there's biting. I think it's like, just got to be fucking. Searing, like, like skin breaking, biting. Wow. So the Klingons are. The at least they don't have. At least they don't have the fucking freaky teeth. It's kind of like when um, I feel like it's, it's kind of like in uh, Jessica Jones how when when her and Luke Cage realize they can both take it, they just go to town. That's like the best scene in that show. I mean, I not literally. To, I still have to see a, that. That's it's the. <gasps> Best. It's so good, it's dude. The, Watch J. Joe. Have me over when you do it. We can watch it together. It's, I might have to. I mean, generally speaking, it's it's just on its own. It's an amazing show. Just full stop. And it's definitely full stop. Full stop. Of the Netflix blow by blow Netflix Marvel shows. I would say period. The best one. <laughs> well, we don't have those in England. We have full sentence stop. stoppers. Full stop. <laughs> oh, stop. Sentency wentency stopper whoppers is what we call them over in jolly old England. <laughs> Go on, Chris. But yeah, I, I, I yeah. Um, what the hell were you talking about? Uh, Klingon mating habits. Klingon, yes. Klingon fisting habits. <laughs> probably. I fucking can't. Probably some fisting. You think they somehow utilize the rig anyway? I mean, the way Spock yeah, or uh, the, the way face, uh, the correct way, I'm sure. Worf bangs Kalar is like they're like sparring in the. They're like. Fighting and a little bit of fisticuffs foreplay, and then they fisticuffs yeah, foreplay. They're doing, they're doing like some fighting on the holodeck, and they do it, and then yeah, and then Worf's like, "Let's take the bows," and she's like, "Worf, I can't take the bows with you because I hate you." Oh man, hate fucking no, she doesn't hate him. No, she like they, and he's they, like they, after we they get love your, each other after but, we get your ear reattached, but let's take like, the bows. But he's like a hardcore Klingon, and she's like, ah, Klingon, Klingon society so bullshit. These are, speaking of, our first female Klingons, right? Yep. Yeah. Because there was another one in the, the only, background. I think the only ones we see, too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Till yeah. till uh, what? Star Trek. Probably Star six? Trek six. I'm trying to think if there's any other female Klingons we see. No, like Not Christopher like Lloyd has a woman that sells him information, but I don't think she's a Klingon. She's got some weird forehead shit going on, but yeah. I don't think she's a Klingon. But yeah, no, I think. Well, and technically, since Star Trek six came out in '91, I guess probably we would have seen Kalar by then. Oh, maybe. Some weird forehead shit is my fine young cannibals cover band. <laughs> I made one joke when Johnson, our, our good friend Redshirt Johnson, before he gets fucking stabbed a little bit, that we just, that just start keeping, like, giving jobs to him, like, oh, go go and rescue all the people who are stuck in whatever room got fucking uh, bar- Below barricaded. Decks? Below decks. Go save them and do this and do this. I'm like, wow, is he Jared Kushner? No, because he wore appropriate attire to his fucking job. Jesus. So, Klingons. Yeah, the Klingons. Are the Trumps Klingons? Are No, because no. yeah, I least respect they're Klingons. They're cowards. That they're too. never... You know, if anything, the actually, no, the, the, the Trumps are probably Ferengi. Yeah. Hmm. Any, any thoughts, closing thoughts on Day of the Dove? I can't wait for season three to be over so we can go on with our lives and return to being happy. There was yeah. one season three I liked. I liked uh, Is There in Truth No Beauty or yeah, whatever it was called. Right. I, I mean, I, I liked this one. I liked Day of the Dog in a honest, sort of non-nostalgic way. You know, maybe I'm just becoming desensitized to it, but I haven't, like, really the last episode that I was like, oh, this is just bad. The kid one? No, not even. No, that was just mediocre. Scary Seven? Gary Gary I think Gary Seven bad. really set the bar low. And like it made and that was brain was pretty yeah. lame too, but like there were some episodes I feel like the worst episodes like these are just on average. Yeah. The, they're, the, they're not the, the great, bar has been but, lowered. Yeah. Mm. So that by on average they're all not great. And they don't touch some of the better episodes of previous seasons, but some of the bad episodes of previous seasons were way worse. Than yeah, yeah, definitely. That's true. Is the apple still your worst, or has it been replaced by Simon Earth? And if so... No, Simon Earth is hands down the worst episode of Star Trek. But does it count, since it was Maybe hardly a Star Trek right? episode? No, that's true. I think well, that, I mean, I think that makes Star it Trek worse. Day. I think that's what makes it so bad. Yeah, that's true. They were like, oh, let's make a backdoor pilot. Then it was a just I huge mean, heaping again, pile they, of shit. They build it as Star Trek, so it counts. And again, it's definitely the worst, because as I said on the episode, it's the only time I have regretted this project. You know what annoys me about Assignment Earth is that they knew that they were getting a third season, yet they still played Assignment Earth. Mm. And then, and I'm sure, I don't know if they knew Assignment Earth wasn't getting made at that point. Maybe. Or whatever. But they still allowed it to exist. I mean, they had, they had clearly sunk money into making it. Yeah. So why not? Yeah, there was a lot of nice property happening there. And a kitty cat. Well, again, I mean, I think because meow. it was set on contemporary Earth, they could probably just pull more stuff out of storage. Yeah. Well, still, I just it was some nice. stuff had it to be built, nice. like computer and shit. Oh, computer! You Femme fucking computer. sassy. But yeah, bitch. no, like the Apple's still in my top five. I think honestly, at this point, Shoreleaf has dropped out of top five. Shoreleaf yeah. is just a goofy pile. Yeah, of fun. It's, it's not it's, really that bad. Uh, but yeah, Apple it's got the triple titty assignment one. Earth. Cat's paw is um, probably up there for me at this point. I never hated and that Miri. one. And Miri, Miri's definitely Miri's still, up still there. shit. Actually, I might add Let Omega Lorid. That one didn't bother me. I think I, 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 I was expecting one, it to be so much worse. I don't know. It, it was pretty bad. But no, Assignment Earth really undoubtedly. I really don't like 
the enemy within. Children. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was like the first episode. Was that the I first season when uh, Shatner gets split with two? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're going to have this conversation when we... When we oh, yeah. No, that's no, true. No, I know. Sorry. I didn't It'll just be to... funny to see what happens uh, not that many episodes from now yeah. when we've seen the rest of it. And we, have, really... we have, I think, nine more recordings of TOS now. Wow. wow. I think that's right. Including the movies and no, not, just, the not just, the just the show, just the show. Are we going to do the animated series? Are we, we going to do animated series before movies? Yeah, yeah. I think so. We're yeah. going to go in order. We okay. got to, right? Yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. I'm making sure. I can't. I'm actually really excited for the animated series. Yeah, I've never seen it as and, far as I know. And, so. and, and uh, in part because I'm excited that Scotty is doing so many extra voices yeah. because like he always does a really nice job. Like Scotty. Is actually like a properly, reasonably good actor, in my opinion. And he half fixed his hair this episode. Yeah, yeah appar- right. apparently, Dewan hated the hair when it was slipped back. Oh, and by, so he and, agreed. And well, by mid season, it was back down yeah. again. Well, and he he does the voice of uh, Kang, I think, and I saw on oh. Memory Alpha. Oh, cool. in oh, the, the animated series. Animated series. Oh, so yeah, see, we're gonna see Kang again. Spoilers. We're gonna see Kang again, even later than that. Yeah. Oh, is he in one of the movies? No. Is he in TNG? Is he in TNG? No. Is he in DS9? Yes. Okay, great. Is he in Enterprise? (laughs) But so is Korr and Koloth. (gasps) See, I'm... Koloth's not played by the same actor, though, right? I think they're all played by the same actor. (gasps) I'm going to get to see my darling Trelane again. I'm so excited. He has the prettiest eyelashes. I like love his face. uh, Harry Mudd. Yep. Guys, did you hear that we're going to get Harry Mudd in the new series? You posted I did. it on the Facebook page. I'm so excited. Well, fine, but I'm really excited. I don't know what they'll do, and but it's, it's right on The Office, by, which is kind uh, of horrifying. Is. is he? Yeah, because when I looked him up, when we first ran into him, yeah, it's, it's the same actor. Okay, William yeah, Campbell. William Campbell. Yep. As who? Cola. There, there, he, there he is in DS9. Oh, my. Cola. He's still got pretty eyes. Though. Yeah, but he's got... They actually put they him, gave him ridges. They gave him ridges. They, they, like, they, ridges. they come in at like age 30 or something, right? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we are clearly done with these as we've been tangenting for a while. So thank you very much for listening to tuning in to episode 32 of A Star to Steer Her By. Coming up Ooh. next week, For the World is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky and The Tholian Web. I'm sorry, what what was the first episode? For the world is hollow, and I have touched the sky. Okay, but like, doesn't that sound like something Jeff Bridges would have said in Tron Legacy? <laughs> a little bit. I don't think I'm wrong. No, you know that. Go on. Yeah. I think it's a great title. Tholian Web is a classic. It is. Hopefully is it, it actually holds up. Yeah, I hope so too. It's, it's on, it's really, you usually see it listed as one of the good ones. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, for a star to steer her by, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always Jake. Do please find and like our Facebook page, Star Steer Her By. We are on Twitter and Tumblr as SSHB Podcast. And subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform. And tell your friends. Yes. And your enemies. Yes, and your co-workers. And, and Koloth. And yeah. Koloth. Yeah. Oh, please tell Koloth. Someone someone, someone, get someone famous on Twitter to like us and talk about us. Will yeah. Wheaton. Yeah, there we go. Uh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, Will. The, the things we're going to say about Wesley, I don't know if he, he's going to want. You know, originally to it was supposed to be Leslie as his daughter, and then they changed it to Wesley. Huh. I assume you're joking. No. Because you're, you're doing the, that. In face. the original draft that DC Fontana wrote for Encounter Farpoint. Oh, was, DC Fontana wrote Encounter Farpoint? Yeah. Yeah, that got really Leslie Crusher, my huh. daughter. And then it would have been revealed later that she was actually part of the Lieutenant Leslie clone program. Yeah. Just, they just, at some point, they tweaked the uh, chromosome. Well, I wonder if they went that way. I wonder if she did that to honor I don't know. Leslie. That would kind of funny. Clone Leslie. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman.
That's worse than being in millions of little pieces floating above everybody and appearing on the other side as a little person. Mm. <laughs> Not a little person, though. A candy bar. tiny person. Candy yeah. bar. I find that, like, the whole idea behind Wonka Vision is so dumb. Because <laughs> they have to make a fucking so giant... They have to make a gigantic candy bar. Yeah. That's terrible. But it's, he's going to solve word, world hunger. Keep in mind with the this, with the bubble gum with candy bars. This is oh. no, no. Was, wasn't he doing that so that he could deliver? Because like I assume, like you know, there's no way to pay for it. So the idea is just you just grab one and have a. Well, it was an ad. Bar. It was an ad thing. First one's free through your television. Wow. So Willy Wonka is like a drug dealer. Well, yeah, yeah. he was going to solve hunger with the bubble gum. Oh, I because thought because it was a whole meal. But was. Was it calorically a whole meal? I don't know. I, I mean, because you really can't. You have one of those and well, an everlasting. But wait, I was gonna say, are you actually thinking about the everlasting life. gobstopper? Because those are for kids well, with very, very little, little pocket, pocket money. money. Which is a. Te- yeah. What do you call that here? Is that allowance? We call it uh, jingly, jingly, jingly metal pocket stuff. Heidi, tiny tie. Why did you oh, Irish just We call it leprechaun. We call it end of the rainbow. Oh, 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 shamrocks in our pocket. <laughs> trying to get your shamrocks off. Oh, 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 but, oh, oh. But yeah, no, the <laughs> stopper just seems like a bad business strategy because. Yeah, but like eventually, you know, you've kept it in your pocket. It's got yeah, fuzz kids, all over it. You know, shit all the time, and they'll swallow it. Because they're like dumb kids. Rocks. Yeah. Shamrocks. It's like <laughs> those aren't rocks. Those are shamrocks. We don't. We don't call it fool's gold. We call it shamrocks. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like something. Uh, what's his name from that fucking show? Aziz Ansari. You know how he talks about like how he doesn't call the food the actual food. Oh, in um, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. You know, mm, yeah. call it. Don't call it a chicken sandwich. You call it chicky chicky boom boom or whatever the fuck. I feel like he would call fool's gold shamrocks or something. <sighs> Or I guess it could be like, like a, like for like a cubic zirconium too. Mm, those are shamrocks too. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, mm-hmm. anyhow, anyway. Anyhe. 